This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. The shiur of Minhagei Rabotainu will discuss today Minhagim of Shavuot. We'll use the Minhagim of the Gra as a springboard to discuss even earlier sources than that. The first Minhag that I'd like to mention of Shavuot is the Vilna Gaon felt that you read the Megillah of, of Rus which, of course, is a common minhag, but the Vilna Gaon said you should read the Megillah Benigud, Benigun, Uta'amim, Memegillah HaNichtevet, Begilion Kasefetori Mamudim. In Maserav, number Kuf it says that you read the Megillah correctly, like you would read with the regular Sefer, with a, with a tune, with the Ta'amim, but he said it should be written like a Sefer Torah, with columns. One person would read it, everybody would listen, and the Balkriya would make two brachas. One bracha on Mikra Megillah, and the second bracha Shechianu. This custom of the Gaon is done very much in Yeshivas and in Eretz Yisrael. They continue in the story, in the Maiserav, to say that one time, the Vilnagon was very tired in the morning, and he told them to lane, but not to read the Megillah. In the Mincha, by Mincha in the afternoon, he read the Megillah with a bracha, just the same as he would have done in the morning. Before we continue with the Maisa Rav, let's discuss the source of this halacha, or better yet, the source of the Minik. In Shulchan Aruch, Simon Tzadi, the Mechaber says nothing at all about this. The Ramah says there is a custom of saying Shir Hashirim on Shabbos Cholamoyed Pesach, and there is a custom of saying Rus and Shvus. The people have a minik, the minik of the community is not to make a bracha, neither to make a bracha Amikra Megillah or Amikra Ksuvim. Now, since the Ramah said there's a minig not to make a bracha, obviously, there had been some discussion of this. Of course, we know that Megillah says there, we make a bracha. But, on the other Megillahs, the Ramah said, we don't make a bracha. The Ramah was asked about this opinion of his, in his Sheilotu Tshuvot. Siman Lamed Hay, the Ramah was asked, why did you say not to make a bracha? And he answered that the Maharil actually did say you make a bracha. The Avudraham also said you made a bracha. And he quoted Hagos Maimonios that quotes an opinion of the Ram that you say a bracha, but you say it binachas ubalachash. You say the bracha silently. 
And the Ramah said, this is what I wrote in my Darchi Moshe. And I wrote in the Shulchan Aruch that the people have a custom not to make a bracha. But I didn't explain why. I just said that is the custom. But now I'm going to explain to you in the tshuva why he felt you don't make a bracha. One, in the minhagim of Rabbi Isaac Terna, and we do follow his minhagim, it doesn't say to make a bracha. If he would have thought you should make a bracha, he definitely would have written that you make a bracha, as he said, by Eicha. This opinion says you do make a bracha on Tisha B'Av, on Eicha, because Tisha B'Av and Eicha is mentioned in the Gemara, Tanis. The Gemara says you say Kinos. And the Gemara, they explain that that means Eicha. So, apparently, only on Eicha and Megillah did the Mariturna think you make a bracha. And the when the Hagos Mamonio said the Maharam made a bracha on Mikra, on, on, on Rus, on the Megillos, apparently nobody else did that. Now, what's the original source for this? So he quotes a Masecha Sofrim, but he mentions there are various texts in the Masecha Sofrim. One text says, Ashir Ashirim ve'echa ve'rus, you make a bracha, make a Megillah, afa pi she'ksuva bena ksuvim. What does that mean? The Mordechai brings a different text. He says, Now, there are different texts, and the Ramah said, since we're not really sure of a of the text and what it means, it would be better not to make a bracha. He also said, why would we ever make a bracha? How could you say, even if it is a minig, there is a long discussion whether we make a bracha on a minig. Now, it's true that Ramah says you make a bracha on some minhagim, like the minig of Halel, but he said this is different, because this is a minig that was not accepted by the people to make a bracha. The only minig you make a bracha was when it accept, accepted by everyone, and it's a minig kavua. This minig is not kavua. Many places have other customs. For example, some people who say Tilim every day. Would anybody think of a making a bracha? The Ramah continues that I think we should even reinterpret the Masecha Sofim. Masecha Sofim might not have been talking about reading the Megillah. He might have been talking about the Ksuvim that used to be read in the afternoon on Shabbos and perhaps on Yom Tov. And perhaps they're referring to what we would call Haftorah at that time, that they made a bracha. The main reason that the Ramah says at the end that we don't make a bracha is it would only be acceptable even if you agree to every or disagree with every other reason he said. He said it would only be acceptable if you had the Megillah written with a claf like originally it was done, like a Sefer Torah. Even though one text in the in the Masechah Selfish says, Ksuvim bena Ksuvim, so he thinks that means it's still written in a cloth. And that was their minig. But with Arm Chumashim, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be allowed to make a bracha, 
because it's not better than Mikela Sester. Many people think you can make that you, we Paskin, I'm sorry, everybody thinks that you read it from a, a Chomish, you don't make a bracha. That's what almost all we shown and think. And uh, Rabbi Yosef Cairo, the Shulchan Aruch Paskin that way. And therefore, for sure, by a Megillah, you, by a Megillah's Rus, you would not be allowed to make a bracha if it would not be written correctly. And then at the end, he thinks he's he's really afraid that it's a almost a almost a bracha levatala. So he would say that you should not make a bracha, and it, even if you have to make a bracha, we paskin brachos enan ma'akvos. Your yotze anyway, even if you didn't make the bracha. The Radvaz also has a tshuva about this. In tshuva of the Radvaz number 2091, he asked about this point of making the bracha and the people that asked said, we haven't seen people do this. So he said that he never understood the reason to make a bracha. We... It's not mentioned in the Gemara. It's not mentioned in the Poskim. Mikra Megillah of Purim is a mitzvah haseh of of divrei sofrim. So therefore, you make a bracha. There's a lav of losaser not to listen to the chachamim. Rus echa shirashirim. There's no mitzvah haseh. How can you make a bracha? A person who did not hear Mikra Megillah and Purim, so he's could be called an avaryan. You didn't hear Rus on Shvuas. No problem. So he said, we read Rus and Shavuos. Now, I haven't discussed at all the reasons for reading Rus and Shavuos. Some say because of it's the time of Ketziah Sorim. Other people say it's because of David HaMelech. Other people say it's because we became Gerim. There are a number of reasons why it's proper to read Rus on, on, uh, on Shavuos. However, he said, you don't make a bracha. He also said, how did you ever come across this custom of making a bracha silently? If it's a bracha levatala, then silently won't help. And if it's if it's not a bracha levatala, why shouldn't you say it out loud? So he suggests maybe the he thinks really you should make the bracha, but since the people don't know about it, so it's not mentioned in the gemara, it's not mentioned poskim. Therefore, maybe it would be better not to publicize it to say it quite silently. But again, the Radvaz says more explicitly than the Ramah, if, if this had not been written in Rishonim that said to make a bracha, I would have said it's a bracha levatala. I, I don't understand it at all. And therefore, the minig is not to make a bracha, and this is din Torah. Now, the Gaon made a bracha on, on reading every Megillah with, but it said in the Maiser Rav, he read from a cloth. However, if we would look in the Bir HaGron Shulchan Aruch, he quotes the Mesecha Sofrim, and he said, the, the Maril said to make a bracha, even if it's not Ksuva Begilion. And that's the Minik. Now, I'm not sure exactly what he means. It's not even written by Gilion. So, 
it might very well be that the Vilna Gon thought you could make a bracha even without a Megillah. Just reading Rus. As a matter of fact, don't almost all shuls do that? Many, many shuls read the Haftorah on Shabbos without a klaf. In many yeshivas and many places, they try to have a klaf to read the Haftorahs. But the bottom line is, if there's no klaf, you make a brach in Haftorah. Nobody ever argued. In fact, we try to read from a, a Tanakh. That's also a good idea. But with the Evet, we make a bracha on any time you read Haftorah. Megillas Esther, that's a special halacha of Sefer. Therefore, I didn't understand so much the comparison between um, Megillas Esther and other Megillas. Megillas Esther is special. It has to be read from a, a, a Megillah like a Sefer. But the other Megillas, I think the Vilna Gaon at least is hinting in the Biragra that you could make a bracha even if you don't have a cloth. The custom, of course, is that most people do not make a bracha on Rus or Koheles or Shira Shirim or Eicha. But in Yeshiva University, when I was a student there, one time they read, I guess it must have been, I don't remember which Yom Tov it was, but Rav Moshe Herschler, the Madir of many Svarim of Rishonim, of the of Meiris, of Rambans, the big Talmud Chacham in Yerushalayim was Nifter a few years ago. Rav Moshe Herschler was there. And in Yeshiva University, they read from a klaf, but they didn't make a bracha. So the person who got up to lane started reading the Megillah. Rav Moshe Herschler looked up, how could it be to make a bracha, especially because they were reading from a klaf. So he went over to the Bima, interrupted Balkriya. He himself made the brachos, two brachas, and then said to the Balkriya, start over again. The minig in Eretz Yisrael that I've seen is that you make a bracha when you read from a, a klaf. If there is no klaf, I think the general custom is not meant to make a bracha, and it's interesting to see exactly what the Gaon would say about this. One of the questions that was asked, apparently to the Vilna Gaon himself, is if it's really an obligation to read the to read uh, Megillah on Shab on on Shavuos or Cholamoid Pesach Cholamoid Sukkis on Shavuos the question is not as strong but on Cholamoid Sukkis Cholamoid Pesach the custom is of course if there's a Shabbos Cholamoid so we read it on Shabbos and then they ask the Vilna Gaon why wouldn't you say why would you why wouldn't you say that we should not read the Megillah on Shabbos because of the Gzeira of Rabbah. We don't read Megillah's Esther on Shabbos. If Purim would be on Shabbos, as it can be in Yerushalayim, on what we call Purim Meshulash, we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos because of the Gzeira of Rabbah. Maybe somebody will carry it in Rishos HaRabim. So why wouldn't we make the same Gzeira on, on Yantif, on Shabbos of Yantif? One could argue and say that since Megillah requires a klaf, therefore we're afraid of carrying the klaf. On Shabbos, if really what we said is true, that you can read, even if it's not Ksuva la Gilion, 
why they wouldn't make a gazera if you don't have a cleft. So you make you you can read from a, 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 something that's not Allah Gilio. But the Gaon's answer, as quoted in the commentary on the Maisa Rav called Pula Sachir, was that the gzeira the Rabbah only applies to chiyuvim that apply to each individual, like a shofar, like a lulav, like megillah, and that's why they say akol chayavim b'shofar, akol chayavim b'lulav. But the kriya of the megillos was never implemented on individuals. It's a chiyuv hatzibur. And then he adds, Of course, this is the, from the Pula Sakir, saying in the name of the Gong. If there's no minion, he says there's no obligation to say uh, the Megillah at all. And therefore, there's no reason to make Xera Shemayavirenu. Because since it's only Batsibur, the Tzibur will remind itself that Tzibur will be, will be careful. It's only an individual that we're afraid that he might take the Megillah or take the Shofar or take a Lulav to fulfill his obligation. One of the interesting customs that has recently begun, at least in my uh, neighborhood, is to read Rus early in the morning, before Hanates. One of the obvious reasons for doing this is many people have stayed up all night, they're very tired, and davening can only be begun in, before the nates in order to reach Shmon Eswe after the nates, after Hanates. So therefore, in order to save time, as it were, to finish the davening a little earlier, they read Rus before Hanates. Rav Steinbuch raised this question and he painted a different scenario. There was a case where they didn't have a Megillah. His community or one community didn't have a Megillah, but another community had a Megillah. They would lend it to them to use to read for Shira, to read Rus only if they read it early in the morning, before Hanates. Are you allowed to do it? The the uh, Rav Moshe Steinbuch said, let's remember, it's a Chiyav HaTzibur. A Chiyav HaTzibur, perhaps you can do after Amud HaShachar. You're always afraid that if you do something before Amud HaShachar, you might do it even after Amud HaShachar, you might even do it before Amud HaShachar. But here again, we said, the Vilna Gaon said, that this is a Chiyav HaTzibur, and the Tzibur will remind each other. So therefore, maybe there's no Chashash to read after Amud HaShachar, even before Hanates. Another reason, he said, is because it's only a chiyot Rabbanan, and it doesn't say the chiyot is in the daytime. Maybe you could even read the Megillah at night. Our custom is to read it before Kriyasa Torah, and that's a good custom. He thinks you should not change that custom. But in the case that he raised, he said you can read it before the morning. He also gave another argument. There, there is an advantage to read it earlier, because we, if we really say it's a chivat zibur, that means each individual is only yotze if he listens carefully to the words. You have to have a minion listening to every word. But the people are so tired in the morning, perhaps they wouldn't have heard very well. 
So maybe it's better to read in the morning, at least in the, in the case that he depicted, he said you're allowed to read it in the morning before Anetzach Hama. Uh, this argument that people uh, somehow are too tired to hear Rus has caused certain people to stand up when they hear Rus. There's no halacha you have to stand up when you hear Megillas Rus. For the brachas we could discuss if you have to stand up. But for the reading of the Megillas, you certainly do not have to stand up. Some people do stand, and I think the reason they stand is to make sure they don't fall asleep. In fact, a good friend of mine once told me, after they finished reading Megillas Ruiz, he said, oh, it was a very interesting book. The beginning beginning was really interesting, but how did it end? I, I, I didn't catch that part. Perhaps there is a reason to read the Megillah earlier to make sure that we catch the last part as well. Another customer of Shavuos of, that we all know is to stay up all night and learn Torah. This is already quoted by Achronim in the book, the classic work of Rav Zevin, Moadim Ba'alacha. He mentions this custom and he also brings sources for it. The custom of learning all night is based on a Magin Avraham, Chok Yaakov, and others, who said, based on a, there is a source in the Zohar, but they say the reason is because B'nai Yisrael went to sleep the night before Matan Torah. HaKadosh Baruch had to awaken them. And we try to somehow correct this approach and show that we stay up all night because we eagerly anticipate Kabbalah Satorah. Rav Zevin points out that the custom of saying Tikkun Leil Shavuos has been widespread. What is Tikkun Leil Shavuos? It's a compilation of various uh, parts of the Torah, of Nevim, of Ksuvim, of the Mishnah, of the Talmud, of Zohar. The Chok Yaakov said this custom, I'm reading, I'm reading from the Moadim Balach of Rav Zevin, that the Chok Yaakov said the main purpose of the Tikkun is only before, for people who don't really know how to learn. And there they say the tikkun. But people who really know how to learn should learn regularly what they're used to learning. In yeshivas and lita, the custom was to learn regular gemara. When I was young, I heard a story about the Vilna Gaon. I don't, I didn't find it in Maserav or in Biragra, but I heard a story about the Vilna Gaon that when he was young, when he was uh, a uh, visited by the Magid Midubna. The Magid Midubna apparently and the Vilda Gaon were friends. And the Magid Midubna came and spent Shavuos with the Gra. At night, at the, at night, the story is that the Magid Midubna went to learn Gemara. Whereas the Vilna Gaon said Tikkun. I find no source for this right now, but according to the story that I heard, this is what they did. And the, and the Dubna Magid and the Gaon were talking, and the Gaon said, it's a minute to say Tikkun. How come you say the, um, the, you learned regular Gemara? So the Magid Midubna answered with, as is his custom, to answer with a mashal, with a parable. And he said, there were two different types of tailors. There was a tailor who had a suit or two suits to sell. So he used to put up the suit 
and walk around trying to sell the suit. Another person had a tremendous stock. So all he did is he went around with swatches, little pieces of garment, where he showed people, I have this style, I have this style, I have this color, I have that color, which would you prefer? So it's the difference between a merchant uh, with a lot of stock, a lot, a lot of material, a wealthy type of merchant, and a Nebuchadnezzar type of person who only had one thing to show. So the the Magid Midubna said that's the same as the custom of Shavuos. The custom is to read Tikkun. You read a little bit of Torah, a little bit of Nevi'im, a little bit of Ksuvim, because you say, I have it all, I'm just saying a little bit of Torah, a little bit of Nevi'im, a little bit of Ksuvim, a little bit of Mishnah, a little bit of Gemara, but I have it all. I'm the merchant who's wealthy. Zeh, Mat'im Lega, that's appropriate for the Vilna Gon, who really had it all. But the Magid Midubna said he wasn't in that level. So he only had one thing to show. So he wanted to show what he had. He learned Gemara as is usual. As I said, this is a story I once heard. It's not authoritative. The custom, I think, in most yeshivas is to learn regularly. I see very, very few people today who say tikkun. Another thing that I read as a young man about learning on Shavuos was I read, I heard once that a great Gadol said when, when he was a, a young child, told his father on Pesach that he's going to start learning Shavuos. And his father looked at him and said to him, why do you want to learn Shavuos? He said, because Shavuos is approaching. The father thought that his child, who was known to be brilliant, actually made a mistake. There are people who think Masecha Shavuos refers to the Chag Shavuos, but there is no connection to the Gemara uh, Shavuos with Chag Shavuos. The Gemara Shavuos is about laws of, of, of Shavuos. It starts with uh, various laws about the Beis HaMikdash and Tum but the next few Prakim are about uh, all kinds of Shavuos. Shavuos HaBitu, Shavuos HaDayanim, Shavuos HaEidus. So why would this young man think that he should learn Shavuos before Pesach, before Shavuos. So they say that the child answered, there are a few reasons that it's appropriate to learn Shavuos before Shavuos. One of them is, there are 49 daf in Masech Shavuos. So if I learn what they would call now daf yomi, I would finish and make a siyum on Shavuos. Secondly, the whole idea of accepting the Torah is because we said Naseh Nishma. The Gemara calls it Mujba Omed Mehasinai. We're all commanded by HaKadosh Baruch Hu because we made a Shvua. So it would be behoove us to study before Shvuas the concept of Shvua, to understand the depth of our oath of the Shvua that we took. Thirdly, said when the Gemara, Daflamid Gimel Amadal, they mentioned Reb Shimon, which somehow seems to be to him a remez that the day of, of Lag Ba'omer, we would discuss Reb Shem Bayochai, and that's another reason to learn Shavuos. I did find people who really had a custom to learn Shavuos, to learn Masech Shavuos, but I never, I had not found the source of the story that I mentioned that I heard once before as a child. Another well-known custom that we do today on Shavuos is somehow we decorate the shul or the base medrash with all kinds of greenery, flowers, uh, 
branches. This custom is actually mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch. In the Shulchan Aruch it says at the end of Ilchas Pesach the, the, it says there that there's a custom of putting out uh, these these branches in Simon Tavtzadi Dalit Sifvav, it says as follows: I'm sorry, the last Sif in Tavtzadi Vav, it says. Why is it a zeichel Torah to have greenery, trees, and branches? So perhaps it's just decoration. But other people have given other reasons for it, other reasons for having the, the greenery in the, in the shul. The Around the Harsinai, apparently there was a lot of vegetation. Because if you remember, they told the, they told Moshe to be careful, the cattle should not go there. Apparently they used to go there. There was, uh, there was grass. Other people said that the custom of putting up trees in Shul is because on Shavuos there is a, a din on Peros Ha'ilon, and therefore, to remind us to Davin about Peros, they, we put up the greenery. This custom is quoted in the Shulchan Aruch. In the Bir Agra, it says nothing about it. In the Maser Rav, it also says nothing about it. However, there's a tradition that some people were opposed to this custom. In the Aruch HaShulchan, at the end of the simon of Tavtzadi Dalit, Sif Vav, he said that you have to be careful this year that Shavuos will be on Sunday to put them out on Friday because it's Muktzah. But he then says, generations before us have canceled the custom. And then he says, why did they cancel the custom? So he said, In a very, very esoteric comment, he said, the Gedolim knew the reason for canceling it. In, the, in Rav Zevin's Sefer, Mo'adim Ba'alacha, he mentions that the Gra himself did try to cancel the custom. Because he felt it was Ubuchukoseim. Since non Jews have holidays where they put up trees, it would be somehow emulating the ways of Goyim to put up these branches in our shuls. And according to this tradition, the Vilna Gaon did cancel the custom.